Welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 109. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently available for streaming on the internet. So you don't have to. This week we're talking about the 2004 sci-fi original Frankenfish, which comes to us from Amazon Prime. This is a Bayou set monster bee movie about genetically engineered fish. Yeah, but they never really explain how they get genetically modified, do they? That's really only something that we get from the description of this movie, like on IMDb. (laughs) I don't know that that's the conclusion I would have drawn had I just watched this movie, not knowing anything about it. Would you recommend that people watch this movie? Um, yes. With the caveat that, like, it's a TV movie, and if you go into that expecting that, you'll have fun. I think this movie's great. I had a blast. I love this. Uh, It is, you know, a certain level of production quality, but I genuinely thought this was, like, fun. Like, I think the characters are, like, surprisingly well-developed and performed. The writing is pretty good. The direction is adequate. It's competent. There are a couple, like, really excellent directorial choices. There's some stuff in here that shows that this is the hand of someone who knows what they're doing, not someone who is incompetent. Right. So that's a nice support. Let's talk a little bit about the talent behind this movie. So Mark Dippe, A-Z Dippe, Mm -hmm. is, I was going to say best known. I don't know that he's known for anything. No, he's only best known for people who grew up on the Disney Channel, because I would say his best known work is Pixel Perfect and Halloween Town High, two DCOMs that I absolutely loved and rewatched over and over and over again. Which is important to note, came out the same year as Frankenfish. He made all three of those movies in the same year. Amazing year for him. Incredible. Oscar worthy. He also made the live action Spawn film from 1997, which is not terribly well regarded. And a bunch of animated films that I have not heard of, but like seem pretty low quality. Yeah, what is it? Garfield? A lot of Garfield stuff. Garfield's Pet Force. Yeah. And also something called The Reef and The Reef 2. Oh, yeah, it's a sequel to Sharkbait. I don't know. I don't know what those movies are. No. Um, but, like, first of all, animation, surprising. Yeah. Second of all, straight-to-DVD Garfield IP sequels. Yeah. So, like, I don't know what's going on there. Because, like, again, you'd think at least he'd be getting more sci-fi original movies, right? Like, Yes, he, no, was absolutely. Was he terrible on set or something? Like, I hate to speculate, but, like, sci-fi churns out a million of these. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That does make me sad to think about why that would happen. For people who don't know, sci-fi, like, these are, like, the movies that they make themselves to air on their SYFY, by the way. Isn't that what Sharknado was? Sharknado was start out that way? Yeah. Ice Spiders, Megalopolis. A lot of these these... dumb, dumb, dumb sounding creature features, I would call them. I would call this a creature feature. Yeah. Um, Which I love. Again, part of the reason I love this is because I love water drama. Um, you know, typically I would say like ocean drama, like Jaws, but this is like Jaws in a, a swamp. Sure. The, you know, the, the deep, dark swamps of Louisiana, um, which has its own charm. And I will say, I don't know. I struggled the whole movie wondering about the accuracy of the portrayal of some things. I don't know That's nearly enough about, about it. about during this movie? Well, besides obviously the Frankenfish. Um, but I... That's what I was wondering throughout because I was like, oh, there's some things that I'm like, that comes across a little offensive, but I'm like, you know what? That might be what it's like. Who's to say? And so I think that that's, that's possibly a, a cloud that hangs over mm. this, but at the same time, like, it's really enjoyable. We should also say this movie was written by Simon Barrett, who we are huge fans of. Yeah. Um, I can't for, believe that. 
His work with uh, Alex Turner and Adam Wingard made wonderful movies like Your Next and The Guest and the Blair Witch remake. They're working on a, uh, he and Wingard are working on a face-off sequel. Oh, yes. Like, honestly, a great writer, a really, like, I think his his work is usually pretty meta, which this isn't. But, like, no, a legitimate, like, talent that I love. Um from yeah. Columbia, Missouri, too. And I think this movie actually is well plotted out. Like, from yeah. a writing perspective, the script is kind of silly, but again, it's it's sci-fi movie silly. It's not bad. I think it nails what it's going for, because, like, I think the characters are... They have clear identities and motivations. I think when they react yes. to things, like... I think that They have interesting backstories. Yeah. By the time they start getting killed off in rapidity, uh... They could be interchangeable and they're not. I think I like fun. them all. That's the thing. I felt I felt it every time another one died that I was like, oh my God, I did not expect that. And I'm kind of sad about it. Like yeah. it's kind of crushing. They really do form like this community with each other that is really interesting and did not need to happen for this movie to just be competent. Yeah. So this is fun. I mean, again, you know, it's a, it's a TV quality, it's a cable quality creature feature but um i sincerely enjoyed it not ironically i sincerely enjoyed the experience of watching it mm-hmm. it's just one movie it's got if you're listening fucking... to this podcast you probably like horror movies this kind you, of vibe you're willing yeah. to give this a little rope i kind of think that you should i agree and it's easy it's like you know the things we talk about on this podcast are easy enough to stream so it's like we're saying dig up some random yeah also it's download. like it's like 80 minutes yeah it's short it's fun if you like big monsters Go for it. I enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. I enjoyed it. So a guy falls into a lake in Louisiana. That's the opening scene of the movie. He gets tore up. He gets ate up. An unrelated girl is murdered. And the medical examiner, Sam... I don't remember his last name. Rivers. That's funny. (laughs) That is funny. I don't think we knew that. I'm sure we heard that in the beginning, but I did not get that the entire time. Sam Rivers is the medical examiner working with the CSI team. And he's like, this is chicken blood all over her body. The Razorback pigs were going to devour. This is like a, a body disposal thing. Um, you notice immediately this looks like television. It's just like it has shot like such a, a television vibe. Yeah, which like, you know, it looks like an episode of CSI and like, that's fine. Um, it didn't bother me. Sam Rivers is our protagonist. He goes on to discover the guy we saw fall in the beginning is a guy named John Crankton. He lived in this little bayou community of floating houses like mm-hmm. deep in the bayou um you have to take like a boat to get there it's yeah. not accessible by land so sam and the wildlife fishery and reserve lady mary yeah. callahan mary they team up together they're already forming the jaws group the cop slash medical examiner and the the sea uh expert the which scientist. Is the yeah, yeah, yeah. The scientist um but they're going like so deep like the radios don't work down there. They're about to be cut off from civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of crazy, especially in 2004. But, you know, terrifying. They have a radio, don't they? Yeah, she, he says it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. That's why he's bringing a gun. Right. He has a gun. Yeah. And they have, a you know, a bunch of weapons in this little bayou community. And then also concurrent to this, we are learning that there's some sort of rich man's game happening like i don't know what what, i don't i don't remember how much we get right away but like there's there's cell phone calls being made between shady people and you're like oh something else is going on there's this gang it's a gang it's clearly like that's their vibe is that there's like a deal that's gone bad and they have to like figure it out 
led by Jeff, uh, who's just the, he's like the rich playboy behind it. Yeah. He's like a shitty, you know, evil guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get like little bits of that. It's, we could just summarize that whole plot up by like, it keeps cutting to people investigating and then calling Jeff and they get together with Jeff and then they go down the river. Yeah. Jeff and the, his sidekick guy who's been calling him the whole time and another hunter. So you're like, Oh, they're going to go hunt it. They're going to go hunt the Frankenfish because they know there's some big monster in the bayou. That's like fucking people up and they're like hunters. And this is what they do. They Mm -hmm. want to find the most dangerous game. So they go to kill the fish. So they go down river as well. They're like behind our protagonists. And all Mar- searching for this one boat. Yes. So Mary and Sam go to, they they run into a guy named Elmer, um, Muse Watson, who's the villain of the I Know What You Did Last Summer movies. Oh, so um, fun. He's the like, the man that they kill. And the, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He Way to introduces, spoil How You Did Last Summer. <laughs> I guess. Sorry. Uh, he introduces them to the rest of the community that knew John. Mm-hmm. His uh, wife and daughter, daughter's boyfriend couple other people who have a houseboat and then uh, elmer's niece and niece's boyfriend oh yeah it's his niece um and then ricardo ricardo who just lives there and he's and the, is batshit yeah he's a he's a dancer that that actor he's not he's been in a lot of things but he's not a star he's that it's a star sense. turn he in this moves movie. with much grace uh the niece and i want to spend some time talking about these characters so the niece and the niece's boyfriend the, before we even hear about them, we just hear that they're naked all the time. They sit yes. on their little houseboat naked. Um, he is Richard Edson from a character from a billion movies. I best know him probably as the valet from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day mm-hmm. Off. But he has long dreads in yes. this. He's going for kind of a Rastafarian look. It's uh, it's certainly something. I think this cast of characters is really well developed. I'm assuming that the uh, Bayou priestess magic stuff is part of what you're referring to. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's the wife of the man, the first man who was killed, who we saw John and she is doing a little bit of hoodoo stuff that like, I just, I, I don't know how accurate it is. She has this whole thing where like they're moving her off of her boat, like her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend are there to move her off the boat. But she says the altar has to stay where it is. Um, to keep protecting them all from this fish. Yeah. And like, t- for all I know, that could be like something that people who do hoodoo do. Like hoodoo isn't, wasn't invented for the movies, right? Like it is actually a religion of people who live in that area of Louisiana. So I have no idea the accuracy. My guess would be that it's inaccurate and offensive because this is a low budget sci-fi movie, but I don't know that. There's nothing that out there that I'd be like, oh my god, she's a magical black woman. Like, she no, just no, no. seems like this is her religion, and that's the religion of a lot of people who live in the bayou, so... I was yeah, like, I mean, okay, it's, I not, buy it. it's not thoughtful. I will I will say that. It's not, you know, sophisticated. But, um, I, I like a lot of little details here. Like, Elmer is, like, fucking crazy. When we first see him, he's fisting a catfish, and... Which they describe as fisting a catfish. I didn't realize yet how this movie was gonna be just dropping F-bombs and showing boobs everywhere, but then it became... Uh, more risque than I, I he's, mentioned originally he's thought. He's underwater. He's wearing a conductor's cap. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks crazy. Uh, but he's really nice. He's very nice. He's great. The re- the whole community is actually lovely. It feels like it's the outsiders who are the problem in a lot of situations. Oh, like, yeah. It's the, the daughter's boyfriend is just a piece of shit. He sucks. Is his name Dan? His name is Dan. Yeah. Very funny. Lots of good comic relief. 
Um, a couple lines I wrote down here when when Elmer brings them to the community is he says about Sam, this man's sort of a cop. Oh, yeah. Which, like, <laughs> and they're all like, uh, okay, that's, fair enough. that's fine. Uh, and then he takes his leave of that scene as Sam and Mary introduce as Sam and Mary introduce themselves to everyone, saying, I've got to see a man about a bag of squirrels and a mess of fish. Yes. And it's just like, there's a lot of character here mm-hmm, that charm. doesn't feel too forced. Like, surprisingly... That's what I was actually meant also about the religious stuff, is that, like, it could be so much more stereotypically overblown, and I didn't think it was. I kind of expected it to be, and it wasn't, and that surprised me in a, in a good way. Because I think they all had characteristics beyond the stereotypes they might have brought to the table yeah yeah um how deep you're going to like like sam went to high school around here and mary's a lesbian and like there's all these like little character details details. and i actually thought that was really nice that they're all sitting around eating dinner together and eliza's the name of the daughter i should have said that earlier and eliza's mother is like they talk about how um sam's actually from here and she's like didn't you have a crush on a boy named sam and she's like mom no no but you're like oh my god that's so cute and like romantic like it actually worked on me that i was like oh my god this is like a you know past reunion situation coming to reality and her boyfriend obviously sucks you're like oh my god now you're rooting for them it's very sweet and then, yeah, Mary being a lesbian was like, it's kind of just a little... It's subtle. It's subtle, but it is undeniable that she kind of is prompting Eliza, like, why don't yeah. you just give up men and date women? Yeah. And Eliza makes some comment, like, well, they're all the same. And Mary, like, rolls her eyes, like, no, they are not. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, shit goes bad. The Frankenfish, I mean, they go to investigate a boat and Elmer gets killed. And then... Well, this is, I think, the first kind of twist of the movie it's sort of obvious thinking about it but like it's a great title because fish is both singular and plural yes so you go into it going oh frankenfish just one horrible giant fish uh and then you're like oh no of course they kill one of them and then there's obviously more and they're they, they have this well they whole- kill the first one and then ricardo uh eats its heart yes don't and then, skip and over then that he immediately dies um and there's a lot of really clever use of the scenery, I would say, that like yeah. they're on these kind of, you know, they're all these houseboats and they're really close together. They have this community, but none of them like butt up against each other. They have to kind of jump or crawl or at one point Eliza gets into a bucket that can go between the houses and like gets herself over to the other house to see if they can start the houseboat to get out of there and they can't. But then she's separated from them and... This is when the deaths start happening in such quick succession that I was blown away because, and this is probably my, well, no, actually, sorry. First, is Ricardo die first or does the boyfriend die first? Well, Elmer dies first. Elmer dies first and then the the couple, the nude couple, the nudist couple, he leans over the edge of the houseboat to see something. And his head gets bit clean off. Bit clean off. These frankenfish have razor sharp claws. I think Ricardo kills that one. Yes. And eats that one's heart. And then, uh, oh, and also kills the other nudist girl. They die at the same time. Ricardo kills that one, eats its heart. He gets chomped. It, like, climbs on the deck and, like, eats him whole. It flops around and they're like, how can it be out of the water? It can breathe out of the water. It has a vestigial lung. Yes, which the thing that this, we'll get into it later, but the thing this movie's based off of, um, which is the snakeheads in Maryland... Um, also can live outside of the water, which is insane. Don't like that. Not a fan, but very good storytelling. And so it chomps him. 
and he was he was burning the heart. He had a grill, so he's got like there's like fire and um, a lot of gasoline on his yeah. kind of side of the porch, and his gun like falls onto the ground. And they're all starting to panic because they're like, this thing can get up on the water. Eliza's on the other boat. Yeah. Tensions are starting to really rise. And the gun, which is laying in a pool of oil, um, and the fire spreads to it. It heats up the gun and the gun goes off and Mary's face gets blown off. Yeah. Mary, who I was assuming was like one of our main characters. Yeah. She is dead. And that, the decapitation set up oh, you're in for a rollicking yes. time. And then that was the moment that I was like, oh, no one is safe. This is crazy. We are in for an insane I mean, 40 minutes. At one point, Eliza is washing her bloody shirt in the bathroom and it drains into the the river, yeah. um, the blood, and the Frankenstein fish smells the blood and bursts through the wall of the bathroom. Like, yes. it is nuts. Yes, and because these things can get up on the decks, circle you, you know, follow you by hopping along behind you. They're really not safe anywhere, which is when, of course, the hunters show up. They've they found that this is the place to come to find the fish. They're in a, a nice boat with a big whirling fan. And they, a, a couple of them get killed. Propeller? Yes, pr- propeller. Um, it's above the water, though, which is interesting. Yeah. It kind of works more like a sail. I don't know how boats work, but I don't know. I have to just <laughs> okay. <it. laughs> um, I mean, couple, I think like yeah. I want to I want to share some choice Jeff quotes here. He's like, "I'm gonna get you, you beautiful motherfuckers." And like Jeff is the hunter, the main hunter, the, main the rich, hu- the hunter. rich guy. Yeah. Um. He he's obsessed with this being a hunt. He's like, "Oh yeah, if it's easy, then it's it's shopping. It's not hunting." <laughs> like if you're phrased too easy, he never stops being a hunter. And whenever they're like, "This isn't a game." It's like, no, it's a hunt. Like, he's oh just obsessed God. with it. It's his character trait. And again, it could be really rote, but instead it's really fun. Like, yes. this actor knows what he's doing mm-hmm. in this role. Like, it's just- And his other two cronies are also doing their jobs as, like, support characters for him. It's just really great. Um, does... They have, they have an extra person. Is he the one who goes through the propeller at first? Yes. One of them goes through the propeller. They're all in the water. There's a lot of panic. But our main characters, our main cast who still exists, are like recognizing that this boat could possibly save them. Like they haven't been able to get on a boat. Yes. Because the boats will immediately get overturned by the Frankenfish. Yeah. That's what happened to Elmer, right? Wasn't he in the water and the, the boat like flipped over on uh, him? No, because they could they could paddle back. He just got pulled out of it. Oh, right, 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 right. But that's what I, it, like it was flipping boats. Like you were yeah. not safe in a boat. But they were like, this boat could go fast enough that you could probably get away from it. Um. And I guess also in this melee, uh, Eliza's mother dies. She gets chomped in half yes. by a Frankenfish. Um, and uh, part of this is like, we have no idea how many there are. It's like really... Oh, because th- they, they keep killing a few of them. There's yeah. like, they'll shoot them. Uh, I don't remember how else they kill one. So the two groups have banded together because of all these deaths. And rich asshole Jeff is like, all right, I'll get you out of here. But if you set foot on my boat, it's my rules. I'm in charge here. You have to listen to me. You have to obey me. Again, I will take you to safety. I'm not interested in dying here, but you have to listen to me. Um, and so they're like... He's still way too overly confident about this fish, though. These things are no geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> well, like Sam and um, Eliza and Dan are like, we have no choice. That's who's left. And they're the only the three that are left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they get on the boat and he's like, well, guess what? Uh, there were th- I-, I bought three of these things and you guys have killed two, but I'm taking the last one back alive. So... Oh, yeah. He has tranks. Yeah. 
And he keeps saying like, oh, that's enough to drop a whale. Oh, that's enough to drop a buffalo. And it's like, well, it's not working, Dan. Clearly there's a problem here. So it re- is revealed as part of this that like he's the reason for the existence of the Frankenfish. He paid to have them genetically engineered so that he could hunt them. He wants something that can does hunt he, does him he back. Does he say all that? Yeah. I only remember him saying, I bought these. He did it so he could uh, hunt them. Hunt something that hunts back is his whole thing. Fucking hunters. So They're all like that. He's gonna, they're gonna go to the fish's den. I don't know how he knows where that is, but they're gonna go get the last fish so he can take it home with him mm-hmm. uh, as a trophy, I guess. It's, it's, it's like hiding there. It's, but they it's force fled there. Sam to be a part of this too. Sam has to go in first. And again, they have no choice. Mm-hmm. So they go back to the den, you know. It's their adventure movie shit. They yeah. fight the last one. Dan and Eliza are like on the boat trying to be like, we gotta get away from these guys. A lot of boat propeller gore. How does Dan die? in the uh, last shot of the movie. Oh my God. Sorry. He just gets swept away at this moment. He gets like sent down river. Yeah. He um, like goes overboard and like, body, gets he, a he's bank. unconscious, I think. Yeah. Um, and so then it's just Sam and Eliza and she's trying to get the boat moving and he, they end up succeeding. And so they kind of just end up leaving the other two behind and they get chomped. And then right at the perfect moment, Sam drives the boat into the bank and this giant propeller that we mentioned the frankenfish lunges after them and goes right into the propeller and gets propellered and then they're covered in fish guts make it out they kiss the height of romance (laughs) they swim away well because then they're pretty close to the bank and they can just get on the shore and run away um and then dan in the the stinger of the movie gets devoured by a million baby frankenfish he wakes up on the mud bank and they all hop on and, and eat him it's horrifying it's like a little um it reminds Teaser me of, of like the Frankenfish. I guess Frankenfish too, because there's like hundreds of them. But I think they're also like um, piranhas. That's what it looks like. Like yeah, if you've seen, because they're small. They're they're really little, and they just sort of get on top of him and eat him alive. It's pretty dang fucked up. It's a fun movie. I enjoyed like, it so much. I want to say the 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 thing we didn't talk about at all is the fact that um, it has 2004 quality CGI. And sci-fi budget level CGI. So like parts of this look pretty hokey. However, I think they do a really good job hiding a lot of the CGI in the dark and yes. that. And there is a decent amount of practical effects. And the practical effects, the rubber of there's a decapitated alligator early on, even before we see looks the Frankenfish. Really good. Looks horrifyingly real. It looks like a real decapitated alligator. Mm-hmm. And then there are parts of like when they like shoot the first Frankenfish, like it's a rubber thing, and it looks amazing. It looks so good, and I actually don't even think the CGI really bothered me at all. Like they do, it doesn't a, bother me. They because do a I lot know of what I'm in for. Sure, but like, that's true. They do a lot of hiding it with really clever, kind of similar Jaws stuff, where it's just like you're seeing the fin, you're seeing the boat move, you're seeing, or like, you're seeing it flop around, and then it'll cut away, and then it'll cut back, and then it'll be practical, and then it'll cut away, yes. and then it'll cut back, and it'll be CGI. It like, does a really good job, and I was so surprised by how much it didn't bother me. Actually, the ones at the end, all the little baby ones look great. Yeah. It really pulls off how horrifying that experience would be um, of seeing all of them like that. So, I don't know. I Like, I think that there is something about a TV movie that changes your brain chemistry into understanding that that's what you're looking at. I don't know what it is about it. Yeah. But like, I felt that way with other TV movies that I'm watching. Like Halloween like, Town High or Pixel Perfect? All of the, all of the DCOMs and all of the sci-fi movies I've ever seen. Yeah. I love, this is a tangent, but I love the sci-fi Alice so much. I've seen it probably like 40 times. In Wonderland? And, 
it's called Alice. It's an Alice in Wonderland retelling. Oh. Um, and I would never tolerate it in a movie theater. I'd be like, this is garbage. But I fucking love it. Was Tin Man a sci-fi Yes, film? Tin Man is the I same way. I would never tolerate that kind of filmmaking in a movie theater. But watch, knowing that it's a sci-fi movie, I'm like, no, this is incredible. I, I, I'm feeling... Maybe it's something about watching something that you know is like probably a little bit lower budget. That you're mm-hmm. just like, I have such affection for this. It's so good. It's so much fun. I loved it. My favorite kill in this movie is uh, when the fish throws the guy into the boat propeller. Like he like. Oh, he like drop kicks him. Yeah, like the fish knocks him into the propeller like at, like with his body. It's foreshadowing so... for its own demise. No, but incredibly. it's so crazy. Like it's fucking. These nuts. fish are insane. I think sometime in their genetic modification they were also given six brains yeah because they're so wildly scarily intelligent frankenfish 2 is about them taking over the world no doubt they can breathe out of the water and they're so freaking smart so like we keep saying this as far as i know there is not a frankenfish 2 i don't want people to get their hopes up that someone call simon barrett please uh I think he's very busy. He's well, very successful. Well, make some time, Simon. Someone at some point, I think it might be Mary. It's Mary Eliza says like, no, it's just an animal. It's just a, pre- like, it's no more evil oh, than any other predator. Mary then, says that. By the end of the movie, that does not feel true at all. No, but it's because of their, their genetic modification. She yeah. specifically is talking about like, pred- it's just a predator. It's just doing like what it would do. It's not evil. And it's then just an like, animal. No, no, no. These fish were genetically modified to be evil. Yeah. <laughs> They're straight up evil and we should murder every single one of them. <laughs> The only other thing I want to say about this movie um, that I love is just, I uh, alluded to it earlier, um, that this is based off of the snakehead incident of Crofton, Maryland, which oh. actually they mention in the movie. She's like, oh my God, this is just like the snakehead problem that happened in Crofton, um, which I Googled earlier because it's this movie's only trivia fact on IMDb oh. is that it's based off of this incident. And from what I could tell, this incident was not rooted at all in attacks. It was actually just about um, invasive species. That okay. it was like about these snakeheads getting into this area, this like little patch of water behind like a shopping mall. But because they can breathe out of the water, maybe they were like attacking guests. I actually can't really find anything about it. I, people are really only talking about it now from a very scientific point of view. Um, but my favorite thing that I found related to this is I'm on the cityofcrofton.org website oh boy which says crofton md snakehead free since 2003 and i just love that this is their thing now (laughs) crofton maryland is like we're sorry for the snakeheads we don't really know what happened i love a lot of information about it that's incredible but they had to poison the lake they had to to literally be like please die my favorite wikipedia thing about this is um we didn't really talk about sam Sam is played by Tori Kittles, an actor who's been in a billion things. Um, for some reason on Wikipedia, it has his his 2021 Those Who Wish Me Dead as his final film role. <laughs> that he explicitly is, says final film he's role. He's still alive. He's, as far as I can tell, still working. He's on the Equalizer television show right now. Wikipedia know that we don't? Uh, maybe he said, I'm never doing a movie again last year. I and guess he must I, have. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fucking wild that Tori Kittles, I hope to see you in more movies. Tori Kittles, come back for Frankenfish 2. <laughs> Frankenfish 2. Oh, it's all I want in this world. I don't have much else to say. Again, I think that everyone in this movie is doing their jobs really well. I, I think agree. the cast is good. Their acting is occasionally pretty broad, but again, there's sort of like some real humanity to it. I genuinely think they react to things in like really human ways that I mm-hmm. appreciate. Like, I agree. I'm like genuinely impressed by this. Like, I came in with some goodwill because, like, I want to see a movie called Frankenfish, and we knew that yes. it was made by Simon Barrett. But, like, 
This is fun. I agree. It's silly, but it's fun. I agree completely. I've referenced it too many times now, but um, are you ready to put this through a boat propeller <laughs> and uh, be showered in its gore? Yes, absolutely. Why don't you pull up the roulette and see what our next uh, our next foray down the bayou will be? Our next movie will be Pay the Ghost. What's that? It has Nicolas Cage in it. It's from 2015. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh. It looks kind of silly, but you know, that's our bread and butter. Okay. This is directed by a name. We'll talk about it. I guess oh, not a name. Ooh, exciting. Uli Adele. He, he's made some bad movies. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> great. Can't wait. Uh, I've never heard of this. Me neither. What a random one for him to do. Nick Cage? Yeah. I mean, he was in some debt for a while. He was taking a lot of jobs. <laughs> All right, 2015. Mark it. Um, yeah, so pay the ghost. Be sure to pay the yeah. ghost on the way out. And uh, until then, you can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. And on Twitter and Facebook at Now Screaming. Be sure to leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice and a five-star rating. And tell your friends. Yeah, and go watch Frankenfish. Come talk to us on Twitter if you are from Crofton, Maryland, and want to tell us about the snake. The snakeheads, head. or from um, Louisiana, and want to tell us how horribly racist inaccurate and, and racist that, that is. We welcome all feedback. Yes, we are not responsible for the content of Frankenfish. No, but I would like to know. Yeah, thanks as always to Wes Craven and to Simon Barrett. Everybody's gonna get their start somewhere, and you became a superstar horror screenwriter. Hell yeah. Paying your dues, not phoning this in. He could have phoned this in. Now I feel like even a bigger fan of Simon Barrett, that we know he can do incredible work, that he can also do work like this on a sci-fi movie. That he knows is not gonna be, like, lead to stardom, or, like, this isn't gonna be his big break. No. Like, no, but he did not phone it in. It rules. It's great. I love it. Thanks, Simon. Thank you. All right. Until next time, everybody. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.